the program of the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these latter days, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. And now our radio quartet, the King's Herald, present a challenging song, Rise Up. All men of God. Rise up, O men of God, have done with lesser things. Give heart and soul and mind and strength to serve the King of Kings. Rise up, rise up, rise up. Rise up o and everlasting God, our Heavenly Father, we beseech thee to bless and guide the President and all in authority in all nations who rule righteously. Protect those who, for the cause of freedom, are in any danger. May they seek and find thee their help in every time of need. O Lord, our Savior and everlasting King, who at thy first coming did send thy messenger to prepare the way before thee. May thy faithful ministers today likewise so prepare and make ready thy way before thee by turning the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, that at thy most glorious second coming to judge the world we may be found serving thee with heart and soul and mind and strength. These rich blessings we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen.
anywhere. Sent from the heart of God. Hold us who wait before thee. Near to the heart of God. From the studio here in Los Angeles, to the largest listening audience in our history, we send the Christian greetings of the voice of prophecy. Soon we will be celebrating the fourth anniversary of this coast-to-coast, fold-to-pole gospel broadcast. We here in the studio, the speaker, his father who offers the prayers, Mr. Avila the organist, our quartet the King's Heralds, Mr. Greer our director of music and your announcer, Unite to thank God for the miracles of grace that have sustained us through these trying war years. We thank you for your prayers, friends. We thank you for listening every Sunday. And today, our speaker, the voice of prophecy, is prepared to tell for the first time the story of God's providences in and connection with this radio program. So keep tuned in and listen to the story. You will thrill as you listen to the recital of this latter-day chapter in the Acts of the Apostles. But first... The King's Heralds sing the song that has challenged millions. Lift up the trumpet. Lift up the trumpet and love let it ring. Jesus is coming again. Coming in glory, the Lamb that was slain. Jesus is coming again. Coming again. of prophecy. His subject, the message to the million. The message of Christ crucified, Christ ascended, Christ coming again, must indeed go to the millions. For his promise in Matthew 24, 14, in plain, clear words declares, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. And how the millions do need to hear the message. Not long ago I read that there are more heathen people now than there were a generation ago. Three or four hundred million more. In India, the pilgrims still go to the Ganges River to wash away their sins in its supposed holy waters. It is said that at the Kamila, three million went through the ceremony recently. The devotee holds the tail of a cow, the tusk of an elephant, or the hair of a goat, and repeats a prayer after which he is supposed to be pure. In another part of the ceremony, the people stand waist-deep in the water, waiting for the rising sun, and just at the moment its rim is seen above the horizon, 
they all cry in unison, Ran Ran Gangamai, and immerse their bodies in the water of the sacred Ganges. As many as a hundred thousand can be seen at a time, patiently standing, shivering in the water, waiting to perform this rite, only to leave it with their sins unforgiven. Yes, the heathen world needs the message of Christ, and the so-called Christian nations need it too. The latest available reports on crime conditions in our own land, as furnished by the FBI, reveal that crimes were committed at the rate of over 158 an hour, a total of 1,393,655 major crimes a year. Every day was clouded by 28 murders and 150 cases of aggravated assault. In connection with this, it's significant that one lone murder story writer sold 5,903,000 copies of his works in the United States and Canada last year. There are conditions in the religious world also that cause concern. It's reported that previous to the First World War, more than 50% of the people of the British Isles attended some place of worship. Today, probably less than 10% are worshiping Christians. A seminary professor recently made a study of churches in this land to which some church leaders strongly object. He reports that 5% of reported members do not exist. 10% can't be found. 20% never pray. 25% never read the Bible. 30% never attend church services. 40% never give to any cause. 50% never go to Sunday school. 60% never go to church on Sunday night. 70% never give to missions. 75% never take any part in church activity. 80% never go to prayer meeting. 90% never have family worship. And 95% never win a soul to Christ. Does the world need the gospel message today? Does it need the message of power and salvation? Do the millions need to hear? Yes, indeed they do. The world needs the message of Christ, and we know that it will go through all the earth. In the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, we find a picture of God's message going to the last people to live in this world, a message to warn them and win them to Christ before the end of the age. Here it is, Revelation 14:6. I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of water. Notice, this message is the everlasting gospel, and it goes literally to the millions. Yes, it's the gospel. It calls people back to the worship of the living God, the creator of all things, and it warns of the judgment hour. What a wonderful message for today. A day of skepticism is called back to the worship of God. An age of apostasy is called back face to face with the judgment. The ears of the lost and unsatisfied millions are to hear the gospel, the good news about Christ. A voice of warning will be heard over the wide, wide world. A Bible prophecy pictures it, and we know that God's word of prophecy is always fulfilled. Some time ago, one of the strangest tragedies in the records of wildlife occurred at Niagara Falls. The wild geese were migrating southward for the winter, and great flocks of them, wearied by the long journey from the north, settled down to rest in the quiet waters of the Niagara River above the falls. 
At first slowly, then faster, the careless birds were carried toward the brink of the thundering falls. On the very edge of, of the plunge, each bird trumpeted wildly, and by a supreme effort of wings, lifted itself from the clutching waters, and then, wheeling in triumph over the chasm, returned upstream to repeat the performance. Like boys taking turns on a slippery slide, these birds by the hundreds kept up their dangerous sport. Fog settled down. The night came on. Many of the players began to show signs of weariness, but they didn't stop. Game wardens tried to frighten the birds away, but a strange fascination seemed to hold them. All night, the swish of wings and the trumpetings of triumph or despair continued. The next morning, the lower parts of the Niagara River were strewn with the white bodies of those of geese that in the darkness had misjudged the precipice or were too tired to lift themselves from the plunging waters. Strange to say, this experience is repeated every year. In varying numbers, the southbound flocks take up this fight with the falls. They're only geese, but how like them is our race. One generation after another repeats the dangerous game of sin and crime and war and plunges on over the falls. Yes, the message must be given to the millions, a message of gospel hope, a message of prophetic warning. And we must do our part in giving it. Our Savior said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Go into all the world is the loving Lord's command. Let his banner be unfurled over every land. Go into all the world, into all the world, into all the world. Preach the to every creature. Go into all the world, into all the world. Friends, we are trying to do our part of this work in all the world by means of our radio broadcast and our free Bible correspondence school. And by the grace of God, millions have heard the gospel. Over a million letters addressed to the voice of prophecy, Box 55, Los Angeles, have brought courage to our heart. The message is reaching the millions everywhere. A lady writes that as she stood outside her door on a windy day, Suddenly a heavy gust swirled by and dropped a leaf at her feet. She picked it up, and it was a voice of prophecy radio log. She immediately enrolled in our correspondence course, and now writes, I thank God for the wind which blew that announcement to me. 
And this reminds us of Psalm 148.8, stormy wind fulfilling his word. From up in the Dakotas, a 12-year-old girl writes, Please pray for my mother. Used to be a Christian, took my brother and me to Sabbath school, but my father was so cruel. Mother quit taking us and is not a Christian anymore. Please pray that both my parents may come back to God. This sincere request was remembered in our Thursday prayer circle. Soon a letter came from the mother, showing how a child may lead its parents to God. She said, A year ago I was not a Christian. My husband was a drunkard. Then my little girl enrolled in your Bible correspondence course, and now our home has changed. I've given my heart to God. My husband is no longer a drunkard. Isn't that wonderful? Does God's word still have power? We read Isaiah 55, 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Surely this was fulfilled. In this case, the promise found in Isaiah 11:6 came to pass. A little child shall lead them. Many responses to the broadcast of the message have come from penitentiaries and jails. From a southern city came a letter from a condemned man. Last week I was sentenced to life imprisonment. Naturally, the future looked black. But last night I heard your program, and I knelt and gave my heart to God. And now I have peace for the future. Out in the Midwest, a group of 125 prisoners have pledged themselves to listen to the broadcast. In the territorial prison in Puerto Rico, a revival has started. Over 300 have enrolled in the Voice of Prophecy Bible Correspondence Course, and between 60 and 70 have already been baptized. In the jungles of New Guinea, a group of servicemen have built a place of worship which they call the Chapel of the Palms. Here they meet to worship and pray, and the Voice of Prophecy is always remembered. A young woman writes from old Jerusalem, I enjoy your radio services so much, and I should like to know more of your teaching. We listen to your program from the home of the Honorable Warden of the Garden Tomb, which thousands believe to be the very tomb from which the Lord Jesus arose. I am writing this letter in the garden now near the tomb in which a service is being held by the visiting troops. Think of that. Our message heard in Jerusalem. Yes, right at the tomb of Christ. Here's a letter signed, we the lepers of the Virgin Islands. Each Thursday morning at 5.30, we gather at the Protestant chapel for prayer. Think of it. They get up at 5.30 to pray for the voice of prophecy. May God answer their earnest prayers. A little while ago, we were thrilled to read in one of America's outstanding young people's papers, the use instructor, the story of a lad who fled to England from the Nazi invasion of Austria. He stayed in England two years until quota regulations could be met. Then he came to the United States. Through Christian friends made in these two countries, he was led to accept the gospel. But by the teaching of evolution, worldly ways of life, opposition of relatives, he had practically ruined his newfound faith. Then, on the day before Pearl Harbor, someone gave him a radio. And one Sunday evening, soon after, when he happened to be home alone, he glanced at the newspaper radio log just before 7 o'clock and saw the voice of prophecy scheduled for that hour. Our broadcast was in the evening in New York at that time. Here's the story in his own words. The name certainly sounded intriguing to me. What do they prophesy anyway? I turned the dials, and before very long, I heard the strains of the theme song, Jesus is Coming Again. That sermon by the voice of prophecy gave me new courage, almost fanatically. I made sure thereafter not to miss my weekly appointment with this inspirational program. I did not fail to notice the many references to the scriptures Pastor Harold Richard's sermons, and I saw perfect harmony with the Word of God. 
when after a few weeks a free course in Bible study was offered, my delight knew no bounds. He goes on and tells about how he took the course. After many tests and trials, this young man attended the Sabbath service of a church, cooperating with the voice of prophecy. He says, I went there the first Sabbath of 43, arriving just as the Sabbath school lesson was being studied. The many Bibles, the fact that everybody seemed to participate, that they were studying a Bible lesson, all impressed me very much. I rejoiced at having found a people loving, believing, and obeying the Bible. I spent much time in studying their beliefs, recognized that each one is in harmony with the book of books. When one of the young people at church offered to lend me a copy of Daniel and the Revelation, a great book on prophecy by Professor Uriah Smith, it truly was an answer to my prayer. At last, Revelation was made plain to me. Within one week, I read it from cover to cover. The great controversy I finished in three and a half days. Another big book. I was eager now to prepare myself to have a part in finishing God's work on the earth. April 1, I was baptized. This young man soon finished high school. In direct answer to prayer, the way was open for him to attend the Christian college, where he is now preparing for the ministry. He says, I had many favorable opportunities to attend a secular college where I would have received 275 each day merely for being a student there. But I had long since learned that money is not everything in this world. And hence, I decided to work my entire way through school. The joy I have found in doing this cannot be measured in dollars and cents. My constant prayer is, Here am I, send me. Because God's Word says, They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Daniel 7, 3. Radio friends, we've just started to talk about God's message to the millions in these latter days. We could talk about it every day and still not keep up with it, because it goes like an angel in the midst of heaven. Our book for this month, Forward in Faith, will tell you more about it. But the best way of all to know it and to enjoy it is to give your heart to Christ, your Savior, and consecrate your energies and life to him and bear your witness wherever you are. Are you not hungry for truth? Do you not long for light? Then why not accept Christ's message to the millions, his gospel to all the world? Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. I am a stranger here within a foreign land. My home is far away upon a golden strand. Ambassador to be of realms beyond the sea, I'm here on business for my king. This is the message that I bring, a message angels pain would sing. Tell how mortals bear me dwell.
my business for my king. This is a message that I bring, a message angels fain would sing. Oh, be reconciled, saith my Lord and King. Oh, be reconciled to God. This is the King's command that all men everywhere repent and turn away from sin's seductive snare that all who will obey with him shall reign for aid. And that's my business for my king. Yes, friends, the message that we bring to the millions, oh, be ye reconciled to God. Have faith in God, whoever you may be. Have faith in God on land and on the sea. Have faith in God. He cares for you and me. Have faith, dear friend, in God. Oh, say to the rock that is higher than I, my soul in its conflicts and sorrows would fly. So simple, so weary, unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee 
and give thee peace.